Welcome to the Grappling Discourse Podcast. Today's episode will be a quick one. First, a bunch of you are interested in my PGF picks. Who am I interested in taking for my team? Who do I think is going to win? Who are the dark horses? Who are the guys that are under the radar that I'm looking to add? Now, I will say the field isn't complete yet. There are still five spots open. So, Two qualifiers, one in LA, one in Huntsville. I'm expecting two really good athletes to come out of those. And then there will be three invite spots open. And I don't know if Brandon's going to just invite people from the qualifiers or if he's just going to try and get best available regardless if they did a qualifier. I don't know. But just taking a glance and looking at the roster already, there's obviously a couple of really good guys at the top, but man, I think there are some dark horses this year, and there's two guys in particular that I'm really interested in getting for my team. I will keep you guys up to date as the season draws near, and I'll be doing some in-depth breakdowns on my thoughts on the season. I just think there's so much to talk about with the PGF. I love that it's a season. I love that each athlete gets 12 matches. I love the points where... Kills worth six, so strangles and chokes are worth six points, and breaks, joint locks, are worth three points. And then there's an extra point if you can finish in under a minute. Love it. I cannot wait. And I'm hoping that my first season as a manager will also be my first victory in the PGF. But today, I really need to talk about trans athletes competing in combat sports, particularly what happened at Naga a couple of weeks ago. A bunch of people have asked me my opinion on it. I feel like a lot of people have weighed in on this topic, but I feel like I've got a couple of uh, interesting takes that I haven't really heard anybody talk about. Now, first, if you didn't see it, um, you're clearly not following jujitsu social media pages because it uh, was a really big topic and it was shared. Um, what happened is a girl from one of the 10th planets out in California, I believe she's a 10th planet student, out in California was competing at a Naga. She entered an absolute division and one of her matches she faced a trans athlete, so a male that had transitioned to a female and this person outweighed the natural female competitor by like a hundred pounds. I mean, there was a big size discrepancy. So right away, you've got trans athlete, which is number one, a huge topic, and there's tons of controversy surrounding it. So that's already a hot topic. Plus now you got kind of a David Goliath situation with small athlete going against bigger athlete. And in this case, the smaller athlete won the natural female ended up getting a nice guillotine and finishing and winning the match. And afterwards, there have been tons of takes on it, people arguing back and forth. I feel like, for the most part, the community's pretty much on the, they don't like, and I've seen some pretty big female athletes come out and say that they are not in favor of trans athletes being able to compete against them in jiu-jitsu. But Naga's policy, and I think every um, organization has a different one regarding this, but Naga's is this. If a trans athlete signs up, they put them in a bracket, and then the day of the event, they ask each athlete in the bracket if they are comfortable with competing against the trans athlete. So that day, in that absolute division, they asked each person if they were okay with competing against the trans athlete. Now, 
I'm not sure what would happen if one of the athletes said they weren't. Would they put them in separate divisions? Would they just keep them apart? And then if they met, they would just make it a DQ win for one of the athletes. Like, I'm not sure what their policy would be like if one of the athletes said, hey, I don't want to do this. Hey, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to compete against a male that has transitioned to a female that outweighs me by 100 pounds. I don't know. Now, ADCC came out immediately and said that their policy for their opens as well as the trials and obviously the championships is that they are, you have to be a male to enter the male divisions, like a natural born male, and you have to be a natural born female to enter the female divisions. They will not allow trans athletes to compete in their tournaments. And, um, yeah, I'd be interested to see other takes on this from those, from different organizations, but as a coach, this is something I've thought about because it is happening more and more. It's still not uh, like a big thing in female sports, but again, it is happening more and more. And you see some of like the Leah Thomas story, the Penn state, uh, trans, uh, athlete that, um, has really garnered a lot of attention, both positive and negative. It just really, again, depends on who you talk to. And you'll see different takes uh, from different people. But again, here's mine. Now, I try to not judge other people. I really, um, a lot of mine, I'm kind of more of like the libertarian. Like, I believe people should just be left alone. If you're older than the age of 18, you should be able, like, if you can fight for your country, you should be able to really just decide what you want to do with your life. And so I guess if you want to transition from male to female or female to male, I'm not trying to stop you. Now, morally, that's a whole other thing. But again, what I'm saying is I'm not trying to stop you. You know, I'm not trying to make any laws against it. But when we start talking about competition, especially when we're talking about the male to female transition and now they're trying to compete this is where things get really tricky, and I am definitely against it. But at the same time, I would always ask my athlete if they were comfortable. So I would ask my female athlete, hey, are you comfortable? And I have asked a couple of the female athletes at our gym if they are comfortable with competing against a male that has transitioned to a female. And I've gotten different answers. <laughs> And my big issue with like what Naga did and what I would really like is there needs to be a way for the promotions to ask these female athletes well in advance. Springing this, like that Naga that day, springing this on the athlete the day of when many of them especially are like not really used to competing. They're maybe doing Naga for the first time. Maybe it's like their fourth time ever doing a competition. So they're already nervous. They've already got anxiety. They're already in a mindset of like, hey, I'm here to compete today. I'm here to do my best. Whoever I go against, I'm just going to try my best. Now you're springing on them last minute. Hey, are you comfortable with competing against this trans athlete? I just don't really feel like that's fair. And I definitely wouldn't want that as an athlete myself, um, especially because I know that as an athlete, when you get into that competition mindset, you kind of have to have that like, I don't care who I go against today. I'm going to do my best to go out there and take the match to them. And I'm going to do my best to win this match. 
and now you're asking the athlete, and it might be something they're not comfortable with doing, but you're asking them day of in front of their coaches and everybody knows they're there to compete, and now you're asking them, hey, will you have a match against this trans athlete? It's really going to be tough for them to say no. Like You're really putting them on the spot, and I just don't feel like that's fair to them. Like I said, I would have no issue with one of my athletes wanting to do it, especially if they're getting compensated. Like, like, hey, if you decide, again, it's your, your decision. I'll do my best to get you prepared for that match. I'll coach you in that match. But it's up to you. Like, if you want to do this match, go for it. Go for it. If you want to take this MMA fight, like if I had a female fighter at 115 uh, and they really wanted to fight this transgender, uh, per, like, uh, I'd be with them. I'd back them. It's their decision. And especially if they were getting compensated, like, hey, like, I'd probably want some more compensation. Like, hey, let's really negotiate this thing out and get you paid. Let's double your show money. Hey, if you're normally getting paid 5000 to show, 5000 to win, let's at least get 10 and 10 See if we can maybe bump up to 15 15 But I just don't like, uh, like, springing it on them last minute. Now, it can be really tricky with athletes uh, because they all, like most of athletes, especially if they're like successful, most of them have an ego. Most of them are super confident uh, in themselves. And so it's really tough for them to say no in the beginning. And that's why I like asking them like well out of competition. Like, hey, let's just, we're sitting around at lunch or after a training session. Uh, They're not like, they don't have any competition plans coming up. Like that's the time to me to ask. I want to get your real honest opinion like is it something that would make you nervous would you feel like there's a bigger risk for injury do you even feel like it's fair like how do you feel about it about it as a female athlete do you feel that this is fair do you feel like this is opening up a door that um, you don't want to open like what's going to happen if now at every single tournament um, and this becomes more and more and more uh, normal where you just see, you know, males that have transitioned to female competing against females. Like, uh, are they going to like take over women's sports? I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is. I don't know what the future looks like, but I think women athletes should be the ones that make those decisions because it's not going to affect. We're not going to see, I think not. I don't think we're going to see a female that has transitioned to male ever make it into the NBA. We're just not. We're not going to see a female that has transitioned to male make it and become like the world's strongest man. Like they're not going to be going against the mountain and Eddie Hall and winning anything. You know what I'm saying? And so I think it is one of those things like where women's voices should be heard and they should be the ones making decisions. And as a coach, I want to support my female athletes. Like, again, I got one of the best in the world right now. Nakaya is uh, one of the best female athletes in the world as a grappler I mean she is uh she's a beast and she's been killing it and so for me like her voice means 10 times more than than my own voice when it comes to this topic and I think like people like her that are out there on the the front of it all you know like she's out there competing all the time she's out there trying to push women's jujitsu to the next level like women like her and uh, you know, you see like Jasmine Rocha and, you know, all these others. Um, I think they're the ones that, you know, people should be asking uh, what's what's right and what's wrong when it comes to, to this topic. Is there a bigger risk of injury? Because I've seen um, 
you know, I've seen males and females go at it in grappling a bunch of times over the years. You know, <laughs> I've had some really hard rounds with female grapplers. And I uh, as coming up, you know, I competed all the time. I was a pretty active male competitor. I competed at the ADCC trials. I competed at a bunch of pretty big, like, national sub-only events. Um, and I, I've been to war with some females over the years. Like, I've had some hard, hard rounds with them. And I've never hurt them. So are they more at risk for injury? To me, that would be, like, the biggest concern. And then, obviously, second is would... It completely changed the landscape. I think most people think it would. You know, imagine you see some like small, like Mikey Musumichi transitions to female. Now all of a sudden he's entering all these female divisions. Like there's not a female that can beat Mikey. There's just not. It really wouldn't. I mean, I don't even think a female could give him even a close match. And I think that is one of the big uh, fears that most people have when they think about this long term and in the future is, you know, who's who's going to be on those podiums? If ADCC did open it up, like who's going to be, would there be a natural female? Would there be one female in the, uh, you know, 16-person bracket? I don't know. I find it interesting. I think it's interesting, but... Those are my thoughts on it, guys. Like, um, again, I don't feel like it's my place to say, like, ban it or, you know, go for it. I just think the female leaders in this sport should be the ones that are making the decisions and really having those conversations. And those of us that are coaches and those of us that are promoters should really be listening to those and uh, really just learning and and really um, working together to navigate this really tricky and really just toxic really toxic um, conversation because it's definitely a really quick way to get canceled in 2023. Until next time, guys, I love and appreciate you. Peace.